This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really sure where to go with that one, so that's what came out. I'm just copycatting you, friend. Yeah, you did really well. (laughs) A plus. Thanks. So, hello, everybody. (laughs) Else, (laughs) it's episode 61. Cross country crime. We're road tripping it. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good road trip? I mean, we're not really. But we're pretending. It's wishful thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um, It's hump day. It's hump day. And um, since we're road tripping across uh, country, Miss Brittany picked us up some <laughs> lovely road trip snacks. Okay. Okay. There's a whole story that I'm not going to get into. <laughs> but I went to my local circle, okay? Yeah. And since apparently we don't do ICs there anymore, I got, what are these called? Frosters. Frosters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why the ICs disappeared from Circle K's. It's weird for it's me. quite disappointing. It's odd. Okay. But here we are with a froster mm-hmm. that's actually pretty damn good. Oh, my God. So, you know the trolley sour worms and stuff? Yes. It's a trolley flavor. It and it's so good. Very berry cherry. It's a little sour. A little sour. A little fizzy. And then when you pour vanilla vodka in it. <laughs> it makes you a little dizzy. <laughs> ah, there you go. See what you did there. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. So, we have a very, very vanilla vodka froster. Oh, that's cute. That's so much words. <laughs> <laughs> but so you we, did it. We did that. And then Amanda's favorite road trip snacks yeah. are uh, sour cream and cheddar ruffles. So, got those. Mm-hmm. And Twizzlers Pull and Pill, got those. Thank you. And Circle K has it out for me today. So, we didn't get my road trip favorites. Yeah, I'm pretty but... bummed about that. That's That's not right. It's rude. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. Not fine. All I wanted was sour cream and onion Pringles, and I really don't feel like that's too much to ask for. It's not. Every other convenience store in the world has them. Your Circle K is slacking. You're slacking. We need to write them a letter. Stern note. (laughs) (laughs) But I ended up with uh, the Bold Chex Mix, which I really like anyway. Yeah. And my favorite Starburst in the world, it's the bag of the pink and red ones. Because those are the best. Mm-hmm. And then I asked for some suggestions on my personal Facebook page. <laughs> and I got lots of really good ones. And I yeah. looked for some of that stuff. But like we have previously stated, my Circle K is lame. So I couldn't find a lot of the stuff that was suggest- suggested, ma'am. <laughs> but one of our friends said fucking donuts. So I got... Fucking donuts. Fucking donuts. Powdered donuts. Yeah. The hostess little mm-hmm. delicious pack. Of- so we got those too. That's our road trip food. That's what we're doing today. And Brittany put her Starburst in her drink. I'm experimenting. <laughs> so there's a few Starbursts at the bottom. So I'll let you guys know what happens. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah, you let me know how that goes. Mm-hmm. My drink is already halfway gone. It was really good. Like, it was really fizzy for a long time, and then I hit the vodka. She's like, I don't taste the vodka. You don't taste it. Like, it was, oh, I was like, damn, I am thirsty. This is great. I don't taste anything. Boom. A few minutes later, she was making funny faces. Oh. I should have stirred it up a little bit better. <laughs> you got to get more gooder at that. I'm working on it. <laughs> Please don't fire me. No, not today. No, we're drinking vodka. Although my son did tell me one time mm-hmm. when I said I was running late for work. And he said, you podcast work? And I said, yep. And he said, Miss Amanda's going to fire you. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Amanda runs a tough ship over here. It's not true. No, it's It's not not true. true. Okay, so now that um, we've got the humping out of the way, let's go to the socials. Okay. (laughs) Let's let's (laughs) hump on over there. Um, Wow. I I started that. I I started it. Yeah, you did. It's your Um, fault. Go to the socials, the (laughs) Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter if you dare. And, (laughs) you know. Yeah, see all the episode photos. Yeah. Monday mind teasers and all kinds of fun stuff. Shenanigans. Stuff. There's shenanigans. Yeah. We're going to have more shenanigans because it's spooky season. The most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and declare it's spooky season. Oh, I mean, yeah, we've kind of already done that, but just officially to the world, it's it's spooky season, bitches. Mm-hmm. So we're embracing it. And all here we glory. are. Yep. We're, we're going to start changing a few things up. Mm-hmm. Brittany bought some super cute Halloween PJs today Mm -hmm. that I'm going to have to go copy. I'll get a different design. I promise. Okay. You just let me know which one you got. We can be Twinkies. Because it comes with socks. really want to be Twinkies, it comes with high socks, and I am here for that. I want that so badly. So there may be a slumber party in the Halloween future. There will be photos. Y'all calm down. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom on that game. I already know. I already know. (laughs) Okay. So, let's see. Yeah. Want your spooky stories. Ooh, speak, spooky. Fuck. Speaking of spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what that was supposed to be. (laughs) Spooky shits. Mm -hmm. All your cryptids. All your oddities and curiosities. Stuff. Give it to us, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. uh -huh. I yeah, don't, I don't know why, but yeah, you're pretty fly for a white guy. And I'm rhyming. So yeah, um, spooky stories. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. want them. Mm-hmm. Send them in. We've got a couple good ones. Yes, we do. And photos. We're quite excited. Love photos. Mm-hmm. What else? I feel like I'm forgetting something. I do too. I really want to tell them some other stuff, but I don't know if I'm allowed to yet. Probably not if you have to ask. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, so Amanda would like to retract her due date for Spooky Stories. Oh, oh, oh yeah, totally. My bad, you guys. Uh, we're going to let that slide a whole lot more. Um <laughs> So September 30th is not realistic. It's not. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Okay. I'm just going to be real for a second. Uh, it was after recording. My brain was not functioning. I apologize. That is way too soon. So we're going to extend that till the, um, the October 14th. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, I'm so sorry. 
But still, get your shit together and send your stories in. But yeah, don't don't dawdle. Don't, don't dawdle. I love that <laughs> word so much. It's not used enough in life. It's not. So yeah, don't dawdle. Give us all your shit. <laughs> Does not apply to actual shit. Do uh-huh. I need? I feel like I need to keep saying that because I really like spooky shits. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, y'all are doing a great job. We haven't received any, so that's bravo. Very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I feel like maybe we should move along. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. We should totally move along. Yeah. Let's um buckle up. and <laughs> Buckle up your safety harness. We're going on a road trip, friends. <laughs> meet me. <laughs> Get out of the way, asshole. <laughs> on the road again. again. Just can't wait to get, get on, on the road, road again. again. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Um, Let's just, I'm, I'm just going to start Yeah, you talking. do that. I'm going to eat a chip. Okay. Okay. So, my, my story this week is on one that we briefly touched. <laughs> In a douche box. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> well, that came out a lot worse than it was supposed to. <laughs> okay. It was a previous douche box member. <laughs> That's not better. <laughs> Is that better? That's not better. It's not better. A previous We have previously box. spoken about this case. There you go. You, you get it. It was a... He was a douche box. We... We glossed over this one time before, but here's here's the full scoop. All the deets. The whole scoop. Love it. So my case is on Alton Coleman and Deborah Brown. Yeah. Alton Coleman was born in Illinois on November 6th, 1955. How dare he? Birthday buddies with Manders. No. By all accounts, Alton's childhood was terrible. He never knew his father, and his mother, a drug user and prostitute who was institutionalized several times, abandoned him in a trash can as a baby. Oh, my fuck. I know. He was rescued by his grandmother, but under her care, he was often neglected and subjected to physical and sexual abuse while living in Waukegan's crime-filled <sighs> section of town. She practiced voodoo and often had Alton help by having him collect dirt from cemeteries and kill small animals for her potions. Oh, this is going well. Yeah. Yeah. Poor baby. So I have several quotes in this from him. Okay. Um, and it comes from an interview that he did at Mansfield Correctional Institution. Okay. He says, quote, I wasn't used to normal. I didn't know what normal was, end quote. Jesus. So um, I'm just now realizing that I probably should have, before I started, did the whole trigger warning thing. Ooh, I'm, uh, it's sounding so, okay. So it starts bad, it ends bad, it's all bad. So um, there's obviously child abuse, there's sexual abuse, there's the murder of children, I was very careful with how much detail I was putting in that. I put as little as possible. Just the facts. Yeah, just the facts. I found detailed accounts. Sure. I did not include said details because they they hurt my mama heart, so I know they would they would not be well received. Absolutely. So, 
Good judgment. Just FYI, heads up. Okay. Alton also suffered brain damage, believed to be linked to his mother's drug and alcohol abuse during pregnancy and his childhood head injuries, making it difficult for him to make rational decisions. This condition worsened with his own drug abuse. During his middle school years, he would drop out. In school, he was bullied and teased by his classmates. He was sure. referred to as pissy due to the fact that he often wet himself. Of which he did. Because yep, of the, the abuse. abuse. Yeah. Yep. He would be arrested six times for sex-related crimes between 1973 and 1983. He started with petty crimes like property damage. He had set an abandoned building on fire, too. So Fabulous. he started with smaller things like that and then moved to the more serious offenses. Okay. You know, like rape. Oh, great. Yeah. He was known for having a very dark sex drive, and it didn't matter to him how or with whom he satisfied his needs. Mm. He was equal opportunity. It said men, women, children. It didn't matter to oh, him. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Alton was already facing charges for raping a 14-year-old girl, but instead of risking prison, he hit the road. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. That's very comforting. Yeah. I mean, the men and women thing, do do what you do, but um, let's leave the not kid- the raping, of, well, yeah. of course, but... Let's leave the kiddos out. Let, let's mm-hmm. leave them alone. Mm. Okay, so Deborah Brown... All right. ...was born in Illinois on November 11th, 1962. Okay. She has a borderline intellect and suffered a severe head injury as a child. At the time she met Alton in 1983, she was engaged to another man. She would ultimately leave this other guy and go with Alton when he no, hit the road. No, baby, no. Deborah had no criminal record. Oh, no. I should have looked up and did not what a borderline intellect is, but that's what they referred to it as several times. I'm, I'm going to put two and two together and read between the lines on that one. I'm just, I was just assuming, mm-hmm. and I may be wrong, that it's just like a low IQ situation. Possibly. But I mean that really could mean anything. So yeah. let's let's not be too. But that's how they referred to it every time I read so about it. Was a, little... a borderline intellect. Okay. So I should have looked that up, and I didn't. Hmm. Alton's multi-state crime spree began in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But the 28-year-old wasn't alone. Like I said, his 21-year-old girlfriend Deborah willingly participated in his crimes, which included eight murders, seven rapes three kidnappings, and 14 armed robberies. I really want to eat all this junk food in front of my face right now. Thanks for that. Oh, my God. Hi, friend. Go to the pictures. Okay. And look at the picture that says then. On the left, we have a picture of Alton. And on the right is a picture of Deborah. And this is what they look like in 1983 when they started their crime spree. Okay, cute hat. Yeah. She... Is very smiley. She's got a beautiful smile. In lots of the pictures I found, she's very smiley. Okay. And, I mean, he's a handsome dude. Right. This pair, it's really sad because, obviously, from the beginning, they just didn't have a chance. They didn't have a chance. No, and I feel like she was being taken advantage of. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't like that. And we'll get to it, but she was very much a willing participant in what happened. Oh, okay. Okay. Um... And I guess I didn't include a lot of those details, but there were a lot of situations where she was very hands-on. 
Okay. So it wasn't like she was innocent. Just a bystander. Yeah. Innocent. She was a victim as well, but she wasn't an she, innocent She victim. like participated, participated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is all very terrible. <laughs> it's all very terrible. Great. Yeah. Alton, using the name Robert Knight, befriended a woman named Juanita Wheat <laughs> and earned her trust. Soon after, her nine-year-old daughter, Vernita, went missing on May 29th, 1984. Shit. A few weeks later, the little girl's body would be found in an abandoned building in Waukegan. She had been sexually assaulted, tortured, and strangled with a ligature. Oh, my God. Oh Police my God. found a fingerprint that ended up matching Alton's. They didn't know it at the time, but when they checked it later, it did match his fingerprint. So they had physical evidence of him there. Well, good. At least they could convict him of that. I do have a picture of Vernita. Oh. oh, oh. Yeah. Wow. Hello, eyes. I know. She was a gorgeous little girl, and... This is all very terrible. Very, yep. This is a terrible story. Soon after in Gary, Indiana, on June 18th, Alton and Deborah would abduct two little girls, nine-year-old Annie and her seven-year-old niece, Tamika Turks, who would be sexually assaulted. Both children were raped and beaten, but Annie was able to escape. Oh, good. I could not find a picture of Annie, but I found a picture of Tamika. Okay. So, if you want to go to the notes, it says Tamika. Oh, God. And that is a happy, sweet baby angel. Oh, my God. Oh, she's precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her so little. She's so little. So young. I, I didn't... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, she was seven. That's... Oh, okay. Donna Williams, 25 years old, was reported missing just four blocks from where Coleman's grandmother lived in Gary around the same time that the little girls were abducted. So, oh, my God. Just down the street from his grandma's house. Yeah, he didn't venture too far, did he? Yeah. Wow. Her body would later be found in July 1984 in an abandoned building in Detroit, Michigan. So, they oh, took her. Oh, God. Oh, God. The woman had been sexually assaulted and strangled with a ligature. Hmm. In Michigan, Alton and Deborah would also break into the home of an elderly couple who were badly beaten and they robbed them. So that's how they were continuing on their spree. They were just making pit stops and robbing people oh also. God. That's why they have those 14 robbery yeah. charges. Yeah, I can, I can see that now. Mm-hmm. Okay. On July 7th, the body of a Toledo, Ohio woman named Virginia Temple was found in her home. Her family became concerned when she stopped communicating with them. When the family went to her home, they would find her body along with her 10-year-old daughter, Rochelle, hidden <sighs> in a crawl space. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Both had been strangled with ligatures. Oh, oh, oh. Later that same day, Alton and Deborah would force their way into the home of a couple who were brutally beaten and robbed. Mm. Oddly, Alton and Deborah would stay at a local reverend's home and attend church services. Oh, my my God. Oh, my. That is. Mm -hmm. Look, look, look. They needed a place to stay. The reverend took them in and they went to church with him. And then they moseyed on their way. I'm going to drink now. Because the next week, Alton and Deborah would abduct a 15-year-old girl, Tony Story, whose body would be found eight days later. Oh, my God. She was walking home from school when a witness saw her talking to Alton. A fingerprint at the crime scene would be linked to Coleman. Yes. Police would discover an item stolen earlier in the crime spree under the teenager's body, 
which would lead the FBI to place Alton Coleman on their top 10 most wanted list. Ha! Mm-hmm. It's at that point where it clicked to them that like oh, all the shit. shit's connected. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. All those red lines. Mm-hmm. After the abduction of Tony's story, the pair would break into a home in Norwood, Ohio on July 13th, where a woman, 44-year-old Marlene Walters, was sexually assaulted and beaten to death. Oh, my God. Her husband, Harry, would survive a brutal beating and would contact police. So he was there as well. Oh, my God. And he witnessed the whole Mm -hmm. thing. Harry would tell police that Alton and Deborah came over regarding a camper for sale, and soon after, the attack began. Harry was permanently disabled by the attack. This is why I'm scared to sell shit on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, my God. Um, just FYI about selling me. shit online. Mm. They have meetup stations at local police stations. So really? if you sell something online, th- yeah, like at the uh, Bossier City Police Department, yeah, they have a sign in the parking lot that says safe uh, safe drop-off oh. or um, safe meetup. Now that you say that, I've, I think I've seen that. So if y'all do that, a, if y'all sell shit online. Yeah. Utilize that. Find one of those. Mm-hmm. Or if there's something, always do it in a public public place, of course. With cameras but, um, that are on. Yeah, make sure it's at a place that's well lit that you know has cameras or go to a police station or a fire station. Nobody's going to tell you to get out their parking lot if you're just there for a second to sell something and leave. Yeah, be like, hey, I'm meeting a stranger. They'll be like, oh, you want me to wait with you? Yes. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, they're, not everyone out there is an asshole. That is true, mm-hmm. but there are those mm-hmm. that make it scary. But yeah, most places have, most police stations have safe drop-off. I love that. Spots. I was not aware that it was mm-hmm. that common. Yeah. Okay. It's a thing. I like it. All right, I feel better now. Yeah, use those friends. I'm putting some shit on there then. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Continue. You know, the amount that of time... That really sucks that he was permanently disabled. The, yeah. It's brain not, damage. Brain damage. Oh, That's great. why he was permanently disabled. Mm. The amount of times I could have been murdered when I used to sell shit on Craigslist. Do you remember oh selling God. shit on Craigslist? Yes. I had people come to my home, and I was home alone on more oh than my one God. occasion. Oh, my God. We used to trust people. You know. I don't trust people anymore I after sold a dining room table. I sold, like, outdoor patio table. And they just came to the house and picked it up. By and yourself. I just let them. I just let them. Let them in. Here you go, guys. <sighs> that was dumb. You invited the vampires in. <sighs> I did. Yep. You let them through. Uh, I don't live in that house anymore, though, so I'm Thank good. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the vehicle stolen from the couple was found in Kentucky days later, mm. where Alton and Deborah had kidnapped two men and then let them go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because they were men? I don't know. He likes men too. So oh, okay. I, I don't I know. Haven't... Either the men didn't tell the whole story or something went awry. Ooh, good point. Okay. A lot of times men don't tell the whole story. <laughs> so they yeah, get, they get embarrassed. Yeah. No. Because they couldn't, you know, it's the macho man shit. They well, they maybe called it and they didn't want to say where they were. Maybe. Maybe. On July 18th, the couple murdered their last known victim, a 77-year-old man in Indiana, to get his car. Once the couple arrived in Williamsburg, Kentucky, they kidnapped college professor... Ooh. It's, it looks like O-line. Uh-huh. 
And I was going to say Olene, but I know it's a man and Olene sounds like a girl name. So we're just going to say Mr. Carmichael Jr. There you go. And after forcing him into his own trunk, they stole the car and drove to Dayton, Ohio. Oh, my God. Authorities found the car with the professor still alive in the trunk. Mm-hmm. How much sense does that make? I don't know. He saw you. Why would you take him take him with you? I don't, I don't know. know. They let those other two guys go as yeah. well. I, I'm, I'm it's just baffled over here. It's pure chaos now. <laughs> it's chaos down here, Tom. <laughs> yes, it's chaos down here, Tom. Thank you, Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> Alton and Deborah would then head back to Illinois. Along the way, they would steal yet another vehicle and kill its owner. Yeah. What little control there was is lost at this point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Police were desperate to catch Alton and Deborah as the deadly duo eluded authorities for 53 days. So this spree lasted 53 days. Wow. That's not a lot it's of time. It's really not that long. A month and a half. Yeah. Almost two months. Almost. Yeah. But soon after arriving in Illinois, the pair would be arrested as they sat in the bleachers at an Evanston park. And I read in one oh, article, great. I read in one article that it was a guy Alton went to school with who recognized him and called the police. But Ooh. I only saw that in one place. I don't know how true that is, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Alton's explanation for his murder spree is simple. Drugs. Hmm. Quote. Sure. Yeah. Quote. All I know, I had to get narcotics to keep going. My main goal was to use drugs. I had no other destination whatsoever, end quote. But but mm. why you got to rape and murder, my friend? If drugs yeah, was yeah, your I, motive, I, I, I just don't believe you. I just don't Okay, you. robbing people to get drugs I can money, see that. I can see that. But why the killing? And the raping. And the raping. Like, why wouldn't you just go steal drugs? Mm-hmm. Or why do you have to kill somebody to steal their car? Just throw them out. I mean, yes, I would hurt, and I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, but at least they would be alive. Yeah. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. You don't want people to see you. Because he's just pulling shit out of his ass. Mm. Although Alton claims drugs were the reason for the spree, many don't believe that explanation. <laughs> That's included. For a lot of people, the motive remains a mystery. Since most of their victims were African-American, some believe they had a, quote, intense hatred of other black people. Oh, okay. Which is a thing. Yeah. There are people that hate their own race. Well, I mean. Not just black people. Yeah. White people. You know, there are people it, that, that have. That for every race. Yeah. There are people that have a hatred for their race, but I don't know why. I, In my opinion, I don't think that was. What was motivating them? Yeah. And here's a name you'll I don't recognize. So oh, my man. According to FBI profiler John Douglas. Can I be pen pals with him? Yeah, he's not a murderer. <laughs> Alton once allegedly claimed that, quote, blacks were forcing him to murder other blacks, end quote. So apparently Alton had said that to John Douglas in an interview, and that's where the conclusion came from. Okay. However, Others believe targeting African-American people was purely a strategic move for the couple. Since they were also African-American, they may have found it easier to blend in with those communities, which is what I think. Bingo. Yep. Yes. They were just trying to move around, quote unquote, undetected. Mm-hmm. 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 
So that's what I, that's. They just wanted to kill people and that, that was the most convenient way to go. I think he wanted to kill people and she wanted to make him happy. True. I think he was a sexual sadist and I think she just oh, wanted to was, make him happy. Was, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so yep. sad. It's also sad. It is so sad. I can't like any of it. She felt happiness. And so yeah. she did what she needed to do to mm-hmm. keep that. Ah. She's still got a touch of garbage. Stay tuned for that. I'm I'm yeah. sure. I know. But uh, still. Yeah. Due to the fact that their crimes covered such a large area, it took a while to plan out the course of action for the prosecution. Yeah. Michigan was ruled out pretty quickly since it did not have the death penalty. Okay. So they didn't, they were. They were like, no, we can't give them the death penalty, so we're not even going to look. Is that what you're saying? Um, The prosecutors. Like, we're not worried about Decided they didn't want to have the trial in Michigan because they were going for blood. They wanted the death penalty. So they were like, we're not going to Michigan. Okay. That was my question. I just didn't. I didn't. It, it was coming out as I was thinking it. I was workshopping it in the process. <laughs> and here we but, are. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page. Cool. In the words of prosecutors, Alton Coleman is a poster child for capital punishment. Hmm. A cold-blooded killer whose murder spree in the summer of 1984 terrorized the Midwest, leaving eight people dead, and Alton with death sentences in three states. Boom. Yeah. But to his defenders, he is exactly the kind of killer who should be spared. Okay. A history that coupled with brain damage prompted one doctor to describe Coleman's mind as a, quote, damaged container with damaged contents, end quote. Okay. Considering his upbringing and in the womb, it seems like he didn't stand a chance from the get-go. Oh, he didn't. The poor baby never had a chance. uh, Okay. But... He knew what he was doing was wrong. Did he? Why run? Good point. If you don't think you did anything wrong, why run? Panic. But you don't get panic unless you know something. mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was escalating and escalating and escalating. I believe he knew what he was doing was wrong. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that he should have gotten the death penalty. No. But he knew what he was doing was wrong, in my opinion. Okay. In Ohio, they were convicted of the sexual assaults and murders of Tony Story and Marlene Walters. Excuse me. However, they were not convicted of the murders of Virginia and Rachel Temple. So I'm thinking I couldn't find a lot of details on why they weren't, but they must not have. I couldn't find anywhere where they found physical evidence. Right. So... The two, however, were sentenced to death for the murders of Tony and Marlene. Well, that's enough. Mm -hmm. The pair would later be sentenced to 20 years in federal prison for transporting the college professor across state lines. Oh, shit. Yeah. Just for that? Yeah. Wow. Because they abducted him. Yeah. And took him across state lines. Yeah. Okay. So here's a picture of them in court. Oh, she's not smiling anymore Mm-mm. he kind of had this has the same look he's grown out a fro yeah got some facial hair yeah he's got a fro and some chops how terrified does that uh <laughs> constable or whatever he is yeah, we'll look sick constable uh, wow he um does he not look guard. happy to be there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that um yeah <laughs> 
His coffee wore off and he needs to pee. Mm-hmm. 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 He's not here for it. Uh-uh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, dude. <laughs> Bad photo moment. Alton Coleman would be executed in Ohio on April 26, 2002 by lethal injection. Wow. Days before his execution, he said that he was remorseful and that he was preparing himself to die. Quote, I take responsibility for what I did. I've messed up terribly in this life. End quote. For his last meal, he had, okay, get ready for this list. Ooh. He had filet mignon, fried chicken breasts, Mm -hmm. salad, Mm -hmm. sweet potatoes, Mm -hmm. french fries, collard greens, onion rings, cornbread, broccoli, biscuits and gravy, and a cherry Coke. Fuck yes. That's a lot of food. I don't care. That's a lot of food. (laughs) And here's one last quote from Alton. Quote, I think I was doomed. Perhaps I should have died at birth. End quote. That is... So freaking sad. That's really sad. Uh, Wow. All the feelings. All the feelings. So Deborah Brown's borderline mental intellect has kept her from being executed, and Ohio and Indiana no longer include her on their list of death row inmates. All right. According to authorities, this decision was made not only because of her low IQ, but also because of her, quote, master-slave relationship, end quote, with Coleman. Yes. The decision was especially controversial since Deborah showed no remorse for her crimes. During one of her trials, she sent a note to the judge that read, quote, I killed the bitch and I don't give a damn. I had fun out of it, end quote. Mm-hmm. So she's still garbage. Mm-hmm. As of 2020, Deborah is in prison in Ohio. Okay. I, um, I didn't hunt any further to see if. She was currently still in prison because after I read about the note, I didn't give a shit anymore. Mm. But if you want to go to the pictures, I can show you the most recent pictures I found of them. Okay. So that was Alton Coleman before he got executed. He did not keep the fro. He looks completely different. Yeah. He he didn't keep the fro. He is now bald or was then bald. Ah. Yeah, was. Yeah. Her picture, I thought it looked like she was going to cry when I first looked at it. And the more times I've looked at it, it almost looks like she's holding back a smile. I'm going to go with the smile. I mean, that was my first. Yeah. Because, like, when I first pulled it up, I was like, is she about to cry? But the more times I've pulled it up and looked at it, and, like, when I was trying to figure out where to put this picture in the story, now when I look at it, it looks like she's holding back a smile. And I can't like it. I can't like it. And this whole story's garbage, and that's the end of my case. Oh, yeah, throw that one away. But it was really good, though. And it's amazing to me how something this terrible happens. Mm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've never heard of this. Not once. Never heard of this story. Not even in another podcast. I do remember a section of it because when we did the douche box. Uh Uh-huh. We did Google him for a second, I mm-hmm. think. And then it dawned because on me I, I remember, had chosen him for yeah. a case. Wow. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me. And the the more I researched it and was reading about it, it was reminding me of this Criminal Minds episode where this girl and her boyfriend go on this, like, cross-country crime spree. Yep. And then it made me think of the movie Natural Born Killers. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if y'all haven't seen that... Homework. Yeah, do yourself a favor it's and watch it. spooky season. Go watch it. It's Woody Harrelson. It doesn't matter and, what season it is. Go... Yeah. Oh, my God. That is... Um. Yep. Woody Harrelson. And what is her name? Um... Juliet uh, Lewis. Juliet Lewis, yeah. It's she's amazing. Fucking fantastic. But yeah, that's my case. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now my brain hurts. Uh and now I have to do mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, let's talk about Glenn Rogers. Sure. Okay. A charming, handsome, and volatile individual. Glenn was the focus of an all-points national manhunt after a cross-country rampage that left at least four women dead in four separate states. Oh, no. The accomplished, quote-unquote, ladies' man, mm. Glenn liked to pick up blonde and red-headed women in bars and ask them for a ride home. He would then try to spend the night with them. Hello, scrub. Right. All those charmed by his country boy good looks are now stretched out in the morgue. Okay. The killings came usually as a drunken afterthought. Glenn is an example of a spree killer who, unlike serial killers, does not have cooling off periods between kills. Mm-hmm. Bam, 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 like Britney's. Mm-hmm. His killings were the consequence of impromptu bursts of rage. I have okay. a photo of the uh, country boy. All right. If you want to take a look. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he was being arrested, so I kind of like the photo, but he looks like uh... Billy Milligan <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, he looks like, my God. Which one is that? Harry? He I looks like Harry. see it now. Mm-hmm. I totally see it now. Wow. He I, looks I like angry Harry. <laughs> I can't see him any other way in that photo now. No. We need to do a side-by-side comparison. <laughs> I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't let me forget. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, Glenn Edward Rogers, born July 15th, 1962... He's also known as the cross-country killer or the Casanova killer. No, thank you. Because he's incredibly good-looking or whatever. <laughs> Devastatingly good Devastatingly good-looking. Good no, thank you. He was convicted of two murders and is a suspect in numerous others throughout the United States. He's considered a possible alternative suspect to O.J. Simpson in the 1994 murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. Yep. No. Although, as of 2022, none of these other allegations have led to formal charges. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You'll see why later. Okay. I, I will. <laughs> I will enlighten you later. Okay. Rogers was born and raised in Hamilton, Ohio. He was one of seven children born to Edna and Claude Rogers. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. Mm. Ah, no. Claude was a hydro pulp operator. <laughs> <laughs> hydro? <laughs> At the local champion paper company. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he came home smelling like shit every day. Yeah, that's not okay. Oh, Alexandria. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Rogers was expelled from his junior high school before he was 16, which to me, that's not a junior high school. That is a high that's school, a but high school. We, everybody's school system is different. Truthies. Sometime after his expulsion, his 14-year-old girlfriend, Deborah Ann Nix, got pregnant by another man. Oh, my. Stars the drama. <laughs> oh, my soap okay. opera. <laughs> right? The young couple married, even though she got... Yep. That was another dude's baby. I know. I know. But then they had what? another kid in 1981. Deborah Ann. Hold get on. it together. She did. Okay. In 1983, she filed for divorce. Alleging physical abuse. Good job, Queen. I could not find a photo of her. All I could find of her was her obituary. Okay. Yeah, so I decided not to post that. But I do have a photo of young Glenn. Okay. He's about 13. Okay. He looks older than 13 to me. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but... That's a lot of yeller in that picture. Yeah, but you remember those old, ugly, like... It's stupid a, background. It's a lot for your eyeballs to look at. You had at. to fold your arms over like a carpet block. And it's like, this is not good for aesthetics, but okay. Whatever you want me to do. Yeah, that'll look fabulous. He has very shiny hair. He has very shiny hair. He's got the shaggy, like, cut that I dig. It's, it's kind of cute. I hate it, but it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho. For work, he went into construction. He had frequent run-ins with the law. Once he poked a lit blowtorch through the peephole of his front door when police came in response to a domestic violence call. Well, that's not okay. (laughs) Hi! A lit blowtorch. A lit blowtorch. Through the peephole. And at the police. At the police. And nothing, they didn't do it. Um, authorities believe that he might be linked to as many as 12 deaths. Mm. In California, Rogers is a suspect for in four unsolved killings in Ontario and Port Hunami. Okay. Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. Two days before his arrest, he told his sister that he was responsible for more than 70 deaths. No, thank you. Yeah, but he later recanted the number and said he was merely joking. Yeah, that's super (laughs) funny, Dick. (laughs) According to authorities, Glenn was being cooperative during a six-hour interview after his arrest on November 13th. Because he had no choice. (laughs) Okay. As far as what he did with his free time, well... Okay, here's a breakdown. Mm -hmm. He was a busy boy in the early 90s while I myself was jamming to Spice Girls with my frosted glitter lip gloss. Uh, yeah. Key. <laughs> Here's what he was doing, though. Trigger warning. First, there's Mark Peters from Hamilton, Ohio, his first suspected victim. On January 10th in 1994, police recovered the remains of 71-year-old Mark Peters, a retired electrician and veteran in a cabin belonging to the family of Glenn Rogers in Beattyville, Kentucky. Okay. Peters had taken Glenn in and allowed him to live in his home before October 1993 when Mark Peters was reported missing along with his car and several valuable personal items, including antiques, guns, and a collection of coins. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you can... Fetch a pretty penny for those. 
<laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> Rogers had also disappeared, and reportedly his brother Clay, one of his many siblings, yeah, led police to search the family cabin for clues, leading to the discovery of Peter's skeleton, which oh, was found no. bound to a chair and covered by a pile of furniture. That is weird and gross and not okay. Yep, all of it. Yep. Next was Sandra Gallagher in Los Angeles, California. On September 28, 1995, Sandra Gallagher, a 33-year-old mother of three, mm. crossed paths with Rogers at McRed's Bar in Van Nuys, California. The next day, Gallagher's strangled, badly burned corpse was found in her car near Rogers' Van Nuys apartment. He's just got places mm. everywhere, apparently. Yeah. After murdering Gallagher, Rogers moved to Mississippi, Louisiana, and Florida, killing a woman in each state. Oh, no. Yep. It's real close to home. Get out of our neck of the woods. Mm, he, he was real close to our neck of the woods. No, thank you, just, please. Just, just, yeah. So, there was Linda Price in Jackson, Mississippi. Kathy Carroll, Price's sister, said Price had met Rogers at a beer tent Hello, I'm here for that. Mm -hmm. At the Mississippi State Fair, her sister repeatedly said, ain't he good looking? <laughs> Rogers and Price briefly shared an apartment in Jackson, Mississippi. The last time Carol saw her sister was the night before Halloween 1995 when the two planned to have Carol's grandchildren go trick-or-treating at Price's apartment. Aww. However, that was my 10th birthday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Not okay. Not okay. However, Price did not answer the door and the next day, and Rogers was gone. Similar to the other killings, Price and Rogers met over drinks. Like the other women, Price was in her 30s and had red hair. She was found dead in a bathtub. Okay. And then we have Tina Marie Cribs from Tampa, Florida. Rogers and the victim met at a bar. Surprise, surprise. Stop meeting people in bars. Just stop it. Yeah, yeah. On November 5th, 1995, Cribs was seen leaving the Showtown Bar in Gibsonton, Gibsonton, that Florida. It's not okay. Mm -mm. Let's, That's let's too workshop much, that one. Okay, too guys. Much stuff. Um, with Rogers. A bartender told police that Rogers had bought Cribs and her friends drinks and that Rogers later asked Cribs for a ride. Don't give rides to strangers. Jesus. Uh, she was waiting for her mother, Miss Mary Dick. <laughs> okay, that's why I left that in there. I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, it's got an E on the end, but... Dickie. Dickie? <laughs> Should I, I say Dickie? They're both okay. funny. <laughs> I'm guessing the E is silent. So, Miss Mary Dick was late. Dickay. <laughs> Dickay! Yes, I like it. Okay. Hey, Dickay! <laughs> okay, and then I have to redo it with a new name. So, Miss Cribs was waiting for her mother, Miss Mary Dickay. <laughs> Miss Takei was late, <laughs> and Miss Cribs left a beer at the bar and asked friends to tell her mother she would be back shortly. She drove Rogers to a motel in Tampa. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Two days later, a member of the cleaning staff at the Tampa 8 Inn discovered Cribs' body in a bathtub like Price in Mississippi. Mm. She had been stabbed in 
the chest, and the butt. Why the fuck are you stabbing her in the butt? I don't know. I don't like that. Why? Mm-hmm. Was she trying to get away? Probably. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I, there's I like so it. many scenarios that play in my head oh. of, like, why the buttocks. And then, ready? I'm uh-huh. glad there's not a lot of info on this one. Andy Giles Sutton, Bossier City, Louisiana. Oh, no, no, no. That is our neighbor city. Uh-huh. Okay? We We're called like Shreveport Bossier. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Sutton was a known acquaintance of Rogers. Her slashed body was found on November 9th, 1995, on a punctured waterbed in her apartment in Bossier City, Louisiana. Oh, I don't like it. I was young. So, I was probably wrapped up in my own world. So, I don't remember that. Yeah. But I sh- I'm old enough that I could have. But I was probably not concerned with yeah. any. I wasn't old enough. No. You have a pass. <laughs> so, I have a photo of the victim, so. Okay. Just to pay our respects. Hello, pop up. Okay. I thought it won't come up. Well, they're not There blonde. it goes. Gallagher and Sutton aren't blonde. But no, they were redheads. Oh, okay. It just looks really dark. Cribs is blonde. And poor Mr. Peters. Mm-hmm. That one's the um the oddball. Mm-hmm. But they can't officially connect him to that one, so it's a suspected kill. Yeah. Uh, you know it was him. It was him. <laughs> okay. Okay. But here's some good news. Okay. Okay. A clerk at the motel where Tina Cribbs was found told authorities that Rogers had arrived at the motel a few days before the murder. Mm. On November 5th. Rogers paid for an extra night and asked that his room not be cleaned. Okay, that's a little suspicious. A little suspicious. The clerk saw Rogers putting his belongings into a white Ford Fiesta. The next day, Cribbs' wallet was discovered at a rest area in North Florida. The fingerprints lifted from her wallet and the motel room matched Rogers' fingerprints. Uh-huh, gotcha. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That was cute. What a cleaning. (laughs) Rogers was arrested in Waco, Kentucky after a 13-mile chase on November 13th, 1995. Look, this was like something out of a freaking movie. They they shot at him. They hit his car and caused him to swerve and hit a curb. And like, it it was some dramatic gunslinging. Okay. All right. Um, the Kentucky State Police Detective Bob Stevens noticed Cribs' stolen car, and that's when the chase began. And a local TV news crew filmed Roger's chase and arrest on the scene. Okay. Couldn't find it. <laughs> Lame. I am so freaking disappointed that I could not find that part. Yeah. Shit's weak. I know. <laughs> on May 7th, 1997, Glenn was convicted of first-degree murder as well as arson. The fuck he burned him down. He burned her body. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The jury took eight hours to find him guilty of the murder of Tina Marie Cribbs, and the next day, just three hours to recommend the death penalty. But of course. I have a picture of him in court, which I entitled Hair, because, oh my hair. 
Oh, my hair. So it's, 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 he's got some hair. He looks like he would go on tour with Travis Tritt. <laughs> I was thinking like Alabama. <laughs> oh, we'll do a side by side with them as well. Travis Tritt in Alabama and um, Jeff Daniels. Or he could look a little similar to uh, Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> on Hannah Montana. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> okay. It gets even better. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Back Back to... All right. So during the seven-day trial, the defense maintained that Rogers wasn't the murderer. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, Hamilton, Ohio Police Sergeant Tom Kilgore testified that Rogers had worked for the department as a paid undercover narcotics informant. Making hundreds of cases over the years without ever breaking his cover. Fuck off. Yep. In his closing argument, defense attorney Nick Sindardi said the state rushed to the judgment. Rogers is a thief, not a murderer. A thief, it seems, with a nasty habit of leaving a trail of bodies in his wake. No shit, pal. Speak. Oh, God, I forgot about this part. Speaking of nasty habits, here's a little tidbit for you. I had to include this because, okay. Rogers had a disturbing habit of leaving the toilets of his crime scene feel full of feces. So murder gives him the shits. <laughs> what the fuck? Habit reportedly dating back to his childhood when his family said he would never flush. Flush the goddamn toilet. That is fucking disgusting. Flush the fucking toilet. Oh fucking my disgusting. God. That's I literally cannot even. I can't. My four-year-old can flush the toilet. Thank you. It's not that hard. It is not that hard. I don't understand. Kids, I will excuse. Adults, I will not. That is not okay. That is fucked up, dude. You are sick of that. That's nasty. (laughs) This may be the worst guy we've ever dealt with. Because he left shit in the toilet. Ugh. Gross. Yep, that's pretty nasty. So anyways, yeah, I saw that. I was like, so what? Okay. Keeping yeah, that. That's crazy. On July 11th, 1997. Granted, that was only like a couple months later. May, June, July. Oh, yeah. Glenn was sentenced to Florida's temperamental old Sparky. <laughs> for Trusty this old Sparky. <laughs> I mean, there's several of those. I know. For the stabbing death of Tina Marie Cribs. Glenn's brother, Claude. Okay. Apparently, Junior. I don't know. Since that was, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he was a real estate agent at that time from Palm Springs, California. Hello, Palm Springs. Must be nice. I don't know shit about Palm Springs. It's beautiful. Oh, okay. All the time. Oh, okay. He said after the sentencing, if you watch my brother, he's been sitting watching a movie. I don't think reality has set in. Glenn, through his lawyer, is still claiming that he's innocent. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Yep. Oh, just hang on. I'm almost done, but it's about to get... What the fuck ever. Okay. He was extradited in California in October 1998 and stood trial for the strangulation death of Sandra Gallagher. So he got convicted for that one as well. Mm -hmm. And her subsequent burning in her vehicle. (sighs) He was convicted of Gallagher's death and was sentenced to death for that one as well. Holla. 
<laughs> he was scheduled to be executed on Valentine's Day. How freaking ironic is that for Mr. Casanova? That is cray. That's cray. <laughs> In Florida. Um, but he immediately appealed to the Florida Sup- Supreme Court, claiming that the state had not presented enough evidence to support to support the charges. Fuck Ro- off, Rogers. Uh, right? He also argued that the trial court should not have granted the defense's motions for a mistrial because a witness was allowed to testify with about a misdemeanor um, for which Rogers was convicted in California, blah, 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 blah. He also claimed the prosecution was allowed to present an improper argument during closing arguments. Fuck off. You still killed a bunch of women. Mm, Fuck off. Yeah, you can... Whatever. It was delayed until March 2001, and then it was denied. Thank God. In April 2005, he filed for another one and was denied in 2011. But that was his last appeal. Okay. He, he gave up. Good. Well, if you'd like to know. Um, oh, my God. In the 2012 documentary, My Brother the Serial Killer... It examined Rogers' crimes and included claims that Rogers killed Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman no, in 1994. OJ did it. Oh, there's so much media for this douchebag. Like, speaking of douchebag, I think he may have been one of our douchebags as well. We may have both picked douchebags this week. That is correct. Like, legit douchebags. Because when I saw his photo, I was like, I've seen him somewhere before, recently. Anywho, so... Um, during a lengthy correspondence that began in 2009 between Rogers and criminal profiler Anthony Mialis. Nice. It's it's probably Mialis. I don't know. But I, I, I like Mialis. I lost my spot, so I have no idea what you're doing. It's fine. Okay. Rogers wrote and created paintings about his involvement with the murders. Mm, okay. Yeah. In 1992, at age 30, already with a criminal history on theft, pimping, assault, and a few suicide attempts behind him. While working as a construction worker and a house painter, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. in California, he met Nicole Brown Simpson while she um, allegedly hired him to paint her condo. Okay. They reportedly partied together. Once Rogers discovered Nicole was wealthy, um, he is said to have claimed to friends that he was going to take her down, quote, unquote. Yeah, right. After his arrest, Rogers told the profiler at one point that he had been working with OJ, who had hired him to rob Nicole because he wanted a valuable pair of earrings back that he'd given her. What the fuck ever? He's OJ. He'll buy some new ones. uh, I don't know. It was OJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, He's telling Rogers to kill her if she got in the way of the plan. Claiming OJ told him to take that bitch out. He also claimed responsibility responsibility for the murders of Nicole and Ron. Nah, he's just trying to stay relevant. He's just making shit up. Oh, he's not done. Okay. He also told the story that um, OJ had hired him to intimidate some drug dealers to leave Nicole alone. As OJ was sick of her paying, or sick of paying her debts, intimidation led to a scuffle, which led to the murders. Stop it! And yet another tale Rogers has spun is that he's not the one responsible. Responsible? I can't. 
It's fine. <laughs> I will get it together. If you say so, friend. Responsible for the infamous double murder, but that he was lurking outside the Brentwood home with a video camera spying on Nicole. Oh, my fucking fuck. He claimed that he captured video footage of the murders and proof that OJ did it. Although he's conveniently not giving up the secret location of this alleged videotape. This dude just wants people to Bruh. keep coming to interview him. Suck that's my all it is. Dick. Bruh. Like and that's he, like Yeah. Fuck off. He just wants to be interviewed. He just wants <laughs> he to stay relevant. Man. Yeah. I know. He's so gross to me. Calm down, Billy Ray. He was the subject of an episode in the FBI files titled Deadly Stranger, season three, episode twelve, if you're curious. Okay. He was also the subject of an episode of Southern Fried Homicide. Okay. Um, titled Smooth Talking Devil, Season 3, Episode 2, on Investigation Discovery. I am here for that episode title, just saying. Yeah, you might be here for the next one as well, and I'm okay. about to tell you why. The Oxygen Channel series, It Takes a Killer, Episode The Casanova Killer, runtime 22 minutes. I don't get it. Because last week we talked about my, we might be able to watch a documentary. If 24 it's 22 minutes. If it's, yeah, yeah, that one was 24. Okay, I can watch the 22 minute. Yeah. Thank I, you, friend. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> it focuses on four of the murders linked to Rogers and the manhunt leading to his capture. Okay, that may be where you can find the footage because I couldn't find it. So maybe they copyrighted it and said, no, maybe, you can't yeah. have it. Oxygen has it. Oxygen has all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, and the, they dramatize it so much. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> but the I mean, it's kind of fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit over the top, but it's we're here for that. I don't care. I still get what I need out of mm-hmm. it. The two thousand, <laughs> the two thousand nineteen film, The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, purports to tell the story as asserted by Rogers and his family about his involvement with Nicole Brown Simpson. Rogers is portrayed by Nikki Stahl. Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl. Uh-huh. And Mina Savari. How is she Nicole Brown Simpson? Portrays Nicole Brown Simpson. I don't know, but she I... She like nothing like her, what? but I kind of need to say. I should have looked up, like, the movie poster or oh, something of I'm it. I'm going to Google it because I'm going to have to say. Yeah. Say. I was like, she... How she, did they make her look like Nicole? I don't know. But according to the extradition treaty between California and Florida, Rogers was transported back to Florida to complete his sentence there. Thanks to various appeals and delays, he remains in the Union Correctional Institution in Florida. Fuck you, Glenn Rogers. Fuck you, Glenn Rogers. Let's take a look at what he looks like now. <laughs> okay, so you know how a lot of times people's eyebrows are darker than their hair. Yeah, yeah. How come his eyebrows uh, is white and his hair is brown? His his hair got darker and his eyebrows stay blonde. Okay, well, as I slurp the remaining remnants of my drink, he still looks like a douche. He did it. He did it. He did all of it. All of, well, he didn't kill Nicole Brunson. Okay, no. He didn't do that. I don't think he was involved in that at all. OJ did that he may shit. He may have painted her condo, but that was probably as far as it went. That's how he's <laughs> piggybacking off of that. Is yeah. Because he has proof that he painted her condo. Okay. Yeah. Well. Loser. I had never heard that, so that's fantastic. Thank you. I mean, it's not fantastic, but it is fantastic. I know. 
That one was very um, intriguing for me. It was good shit. Fuck you, Glenn Rogers. Fuck you, Glenn Rogers. All right. Okay. So we've been doing the douchebox, which we have mentioned several times in this episode for some reason. But since it's spooky season, we're going to do something a little bit different. A little, a little different. Because it was getting kind of boring anyways. And Brittany got this fantastic. I'm not, it's not even considered a magazine to me. I'm going to call it a book. Kind of like a book. Okay. So a couple things. Okay. First, I have to interject. Yep. I ate the Starburst at the bottom of my cup. Oh, I saw you like, yeah, how was that? It tasted like vanilla, like the vodka had soaked up Ooh, into it. Oh, damn. So I it was like vanilla berries and it was delightful. Next and time. 10 out of 10 recommend. Next road trip. Yeah. We should do a 2.0 because <laughs> now I want to yes. do that. And my drink's all gone. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell y'all about this magazine slash book of wonderfulness that I found today. I went to Walmart. I don't ever go to Walmart. I fucking hate, hate Walmart. Walmart. I loathe Walmart with a passion. Yes. And yet, when I go in there, I buy shit. I know. Every fucking time. I didn't even get a buggy today. I think it's like stress shopping. I went in there. Maybe. I went in there for cough medicine for my son. Oh, no. <laughs> See, usually I go to Target. You have to go to the baby Walmarts for that. Well, usually I go to Target. Okay, same. But we just okay, went, to, went Target. to Target today. We j- I just went a couple days ago, and I was like, I don't want to go all the way to Target again. And last time I went to Walgreens by my house, the kids' selection wasn't very good. True. And I was going to be right across the street from Walmart anyway, so I was like, I'll pop into Walmart. Yeah. We didn't even get a buggy. Just me and Ashton walked in. Smart. Got the cough medicine, and we saw the Halloween section. So then we ended up perusing the Halloween section, and then he wanted to go see the toys. And so then we went and saw the toys. Yeah. Well, then on the way back up front, we had to walk past the kids' clothes. So he got clothes, and then we had to walk past the women's clothes. And so I got a nightgown. And then we get up to the checkout counter, and this magazine of wonderfulness was staring at me. You were meant to be there. I was meant to be there. Yep. So, I got the Life Magazine's special edition of the world's most haunted places. Yes. Creepy, ghostly, and notorious spots. You guys, I flipped through it. The illustrations are magnificent. And we're going to share pictures. Oh, yeah. So, I figured we would just start with the first story. Yeah. And move on. I am going to read to you guys, cold read again, word for word, spooky stories. You got this. They have it sectioned off into sections, like, by countries, pretty much. Okay. So, the first section, the one we're starting on, is Ghostly, Ghastly, U.S. and Canada. Ooh. And the first place is a place that, uh, (laughs) fingers crossed, my dad doesn't back out, gonna be, like, a very soon family vacation. Yeah, with me in the suitcase. Yeah. I'm smuggling Amanda, it's fine. Yeah. We're going to the paranormal prison of Alcatraz. <laughs> we both did happy days. <laughs> <laughs> on May 2nd, 1946, in what became known as the Battle of Alcatraz, six prisoners overpowered guards, stole their weapons, and tried to escape from the prison on this isolated island in San Francisco Bay. But when they realized they were missing the key they needed to flee into the recreation yard, they grew desperate, took captives, and started shooting. Oh, shit. Over the next 48 hours, two prison officers were killed and 18 injured. 
Three would-be escapees were shot to death in the utility corridor between cell blocks. The very spot that, 36 years later, San Francisco radio anchor Ted Wygant was exploring with a psychic when he was overcome by a feeling of violence and evil. Oh, okay. Quote, I got this tremendous feeling of anger, he told the Travel Channel. I felt this presence beneath us in the dirt where these three men had died, end quote. Oh, oh. This is only one of many supernatural stories involving the so-called rock, which has been a Civil War fortress, a bird sanctuary, and the birthplace of the American Indian Red Power Movement, in addition to the brutal home for thousands of hardened convicts. Rejected as unmanageable by other prisons, these men were called the incorrigibles, according to mm-hmm. former inmate Leon Whitey Thompson. You step on a toe, it's going to wind up in a death. That was a quote from Leon. Okay. Many of these long-departed inmates are now said to be unruly spirits. A spectral Al Capone has been heard practicing his banjo in the shower room. He was a member of the prison band, the Rock Islanders. Shut up! I didn't know that! (laughs) I didn't either! Mobster Alvin Creepy Carpus calls the bakery and kitchen home, while George Machine Gun Kelly (gasps) has reportedly materialized in the chapel. (laughs) Calm down. Not your man. (laughs) Whatever. A moment for Machine Gun Kelly, please. (laughs) No. He used to be fine. He's still fine. But now he's got bleach blonde curls and is trying to be a rocker and I'm just not here for it. That's not, no. No, thank you, please. (sighs) A moment of silence for what used to be a badass MGK. Whatever. I will take him in any shape or form. I'm sure you will, boo. I'm sure you will. (laughs) (laughs) But the most haunted spot in the prison, according to many paranormal investigators, is D-Block, the site of the infamous 1946 escape attempt and of the island's best spook story. Yeah. Though the tale seems apocryphal. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to go with yes. It sounds good. Okay, we're going to go with that. I don't know what that word means, but um, what are words? It's too good, not to mention. A prisoner locked in cell 14D, one of the whole cells, supposedly screamed that someone else was in the dark, cramped space with him. Okay, no. (laughs) That's not okay. (laughs) That's not okay. When guards finally opened the door, they found him dead, strangulation marks from a spectral attacker on his neck. Nope. Mm -mm. No. No, thank you, please. Nope, I quit. This little setback did not, however, prevent the late prisoner's ghost from showing up for roll call that night. Oh, good. So he died oh, that day and oh, came he, back to roll call. That was call. fast. Oh, no, that thank was real you, fast. Please. He was pissed off. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Unlike so many haunted places, Alcatraz doesn't commercially capitalize on its reputation. In fact, the National Park Service calls the spook stories Flights of Fancy, as does the island's official tour website. There are no authenticated cases of ghost sightings by any of the Alcatraz Island's residents over the years, whether they were soldiers, prisoners, correctional officers, family members, or park rangers, the site reads. Mm. But how would you authenticate a ghost sighting anyway? Hmm? And former prisoner Thompson, for his part, believed the hype. This island is haunted, he said. It is the island of the damned. Oh, shit. Okay. So that's our little spooky story of Alcatraz Island. 
Damn, that was really good. I know. That was fantastic. I, I love this. this. Yay, spooky. Yeah. And I've already looked ahead a little bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Y'all gonna like this spooky shit. I like it. Mm-hmm. A lot. I like it a lot. I've, I even see a couple that we've done already. Oh, yeah? We may have to keep this around. For a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got some pages. <laughs> There's a I few. Got some pages There's for a few. You. All right, well, send me your spooky stories. Mm-hmm. We want to hear them. Because obviously it's what we're into. Mm-hmm. We kind of like that shit. And you're into it, too, if you're <laughs> listening to us. So. It's our kink, friends. <laughs> it may be our kink. Don't kink shame. Mm-mm. Like I said, you're here, too. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and you made it to the end if you're here, so. <laughs> your bullshit is my bullshit. Mm-hmm. And my bullshit is your bullshit. So. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Hi. All right, friends. So, um, send us your spooky stories. Rate, rate and review, review us. Like us on social media for shenanigans. You just sounded so official. But like, oh, did I? But like relaxed at the same time. It okay. was normal. Maybe I'm becoming a pro. Is you that, might is be. That what that means? I don't know. It was really good though. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here for that. Super. So. <laughs> Do all that and, um, I'm going to go eat some more donuts. Yes. Who are you kidding? You're going to crunch on those fucking chips. Both. <laughs> I'm doing both. Damn it. Okay, bye. Bye, friends. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout-out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagen for art. We'll talk at you next week.